National Signing Day is officially here, and we're telling you everything you need to know about this big day in Utah football recruiting on today's Locked On Utes. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Locked On Utes your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube and wherever you may get your podcasts. If this is your first time listening to our show, make sure you like and subscribe. Love interacting with all of you in the YouTube comments as well as on the social media platform that is X, where you can follow our show at Locked On Utes and my personal handle at JT Wister. So today's episode of Locked On Utes is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. You can make every moment more right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. My name is JT Wistersill, former intern inside the University of Utah Athletic Department. And on today's show, we're talking all things signing day. Also a little bit on John Henry Daly, who is going to be coming from BYU to Utah, basically. Yes, I know he was on the mission, but then... It's coming to, going to be going to Utah, basically. And then we'll talk about Utah's bull prep a little bit at the end with the newly released depth chart. But first, let's start with National Signing Day preview. This is a huge day, obviously, for Utah. Does this date mean as much as it used to because of the crazy and chaotic nature of college football now being so much of roster building through the transfer portal, something that Utah is very much capitalized as of their recent success. No, this day does not matter as much, but it is still very important. And you still see key Utah recruits contributing to success, right? Sione Vaki, Cole Bishop instrumental, um, guys like Makai Bernard going back to all, all the offensive linemen pretty much for, for Utah over the years have been guys they've recruited, right? Some of these defensive backs, the Clark Phillips, you can even go back to the Jalen Johnsons, like a Spencer Fano landing him last year. That was big because even though he wasn't the great, he didn't have the greatest first year. He was still a pretty. Good, it was still a good left tackle for Utah a lot for most of the, for a lot of the season and helped them out in some key spots. It was never like Utah's left tackle play is abysmal. We never said that at all. That's because Spencer Fano, even though he had his ups and downs, even as a true freshman, was able to do some things. But Let's preview what National Signing Day 2023 means for this Utah team going forward by talking about some of the elite players that are going to be landing. And I'm really excited to talk about Isaiah Garcia in a second. But how can you not start with Isaac Wilson, you know, the four-star quarterback who set the state on fire, basically? I mean, he is he was incredible. When you're talking about what Wilson did this past season at Utah, is up for Max Preps Player of the Year. Threw for 49 passing touchdowns, only nine interceptions. That was down from a season ago. So many games with over with multiple touchdowns passing every single one, pretty much. Just lighting it up through the air time and time again. Even on the ground, had over 1,000 yards rushing, had 13 touchdowns there too. Won a state championship. Uh, only game he lost on the season was to Bishop Gorman, who was one of the best teams nationally. So just unreal stuff, helping Corner Canyon capture yet another state championship. And yeah, Wilson is, when you talk about just the different arm angles he throws at, just obviously an extreme athlete with all the rushing yards he racked up. He's a guy that we've been talking about for a while on this show. And him officially signing on National Shi Signing Day is something that is 
Really exciting for Utah. We just saw him once again light it up in the state championship game, which of course is played inside Rice-Eccles Stadium. And this is a guy that I just can't wait to watch go to work for this team. I do believe there's a very high probability. And I say that knowing like, you know, the transfer nature now has become a thing. You see teams where even guys like USC at the number one quarterback or in the number one recruit, I think even last year, and he's already in the portal because he doesn't see a path to playing time right away. And this is where for Utah, I think that you will have guys who still come through the portal. This offense, it does take time to learn. Even though you have most recently Cam Rising, the transfer who came in, but let's not forget he did not play it right away when he got to Utah. Same Wilson's not going to play either. Have time to sit back and learn. And I do just believe there's a really good shot that he ends up being Utah's future quarterback. We'll see. Like I said, he'll be young. It's You don't see a lot of true sophomore start in this uh, Utah offense, but I think he's got a shot because of how just a special once again, the arm strength, the accuracy, the mobility, the ability to make throws off platform, different arm angles. This is what the quarterback position has become, and I think it's really exciting that he is going to be a Utah U going forward. So that's the first one. And second guy I'm really excited about, and I'm really excited about all these guys, but this is just like trying to you know break it down and talk about, is the top player that Utah is getting, and that is Isaiah Garcia, the left tackle or just tackle in general coming in from Corner Canyon, originally from Cypress High School, 6'5", 280. Garcia is the total package when you're talking about his footwork, his strength, the ability to be an elite run defender as well as pass blocker. He excels in both of them. His strength is outstanding. He can move big defensive ends or D tackles and also doesn't let the quicker ones get past him, cuts defenders off with his feet, does a good solid punch, doesn't overextend. And yeah, I mean, Garcia was... Garcia, from a prospect standpoint, is probably, I mean, he he earned the edge over Wilson for the best player in the state, you know, in terms of the 24-7 ranking. This is where it always gets dicey because it's like quarter, you know, the quarterback angle versus an offensive lineman. But I, I think Garcia, you could very well make a strong, I don't really want to pick between who I think is a better player. I think they're both tremendous players. And I'm excited once again that both of them are going to be a, the Utah football players. And that's not even just the only one. Last one from Quarter Canyon is Cash Dillon, the 6'5", 220 athletic pass rusher out of there who's been terrorizing quarterbacks in the state of Utah for a couple years now. A guy with great bend, long arms, definitely a guy that he he's someone I don't, wouldn't expect to hear his name a lot in year one, maybe probably even year two, but like keep an eye on down the road because he has the frame and the body type to really be successful here at Utah. And I think, you know, coaches are going to take some time. They're going to develop him. And I, I think Cash Dillon's going to be a guy we look back on. He's one. How did Utah football build their dynasty? We talk about this all the time. It's the two and the three star guys. Dillon's a three star recruit. Keep an eye on him in the future. I think he's going to make some plays. But that's just one high school. Of course, Utah did more than that. Sticking in Utah, they did pick up Davis Andrews, who's a three star safety. I got to call his games a couple times this season. Just tremendous. The definition of a just phenomenal safety. I mean, you're talking about an elite last level of defense, whether it's knocking and batting away balls to prevent big plays, an exceptional tackler, great athleticism to patrol both sidelines. And once again, just an ex elite tackler. I'm a huge fan of Davis Andrews, and I think that he is going to be a difference maker for this Utah defense. Outside of that, you got an athlete like Hunter Andrews, who I think is the potential to come in and another guy wait a few years, just like a Jelani Davis wait a few years. What is interesting for Utah when you're talking about this recruiting class and also throw on a guy like Sammy Hunter, he's a cornerback. I expect him to sit maybe a, two years, maybe even just a year, and then he'll get his opportunity too when you're talking about an athletic cornerback that a guy that Sharif Shaw and Morgan Scally can employ. I'm very curious how the receivers in the Zachar Zacharias Williams and David Washington 
both those guys, three stars. I'm very curious to see if they can get into this program and see a little bit of playing time because we know the receiver position is a little depleted for Utah right now. So those are guys I'm also really excited about because Utah needs elite playmaking receivers. I think those guys are coming here because they see an opportunity for playing time early and to compete for playing time as well as for a team that wins. And with Cam Rising back, does plan to air it out a little bit more next year and have a little bit more of an explosive offense because uh, that is the last word you would use to describe Utah's offense this past season. So I, I do think it's exciting that Utah has so many I think you have elite players with the two four stars we already discussed, and then those quality depth pieces like that. I know Utah's recruiting class isn't as highly ranked as it is last year. I actually want to talk about why I think that is and why I'm okay with that here with all of you in one second. But first, I want to talk to you about one of the sponsors of today's episode of Locked On Utes and our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options that include the spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So you can visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. Speaking of the NFL, the season is heating up. I know for me personally, I got my eye this weekend on Lions and Vikings, a game that still has some implications for the NFC North, even though it definitely seems like Detroit is uh, well on their way to wrapping that up. But I know there's a number. Look, some of you, of course, are probably for the Raiders who are out of things. But, you know, the Seahawks still got potential, even though it's unfortunate what's happened to Geno Smith. But there's lots of fun games and just things to get into. And I haven't even mentioned bowl season yet. Hello, Utah's game against Las Vegas this Saturday. There are a lot of fun things you can still bet on with FanDuel, whether it's NBA, NFL, college football, college basketball, it's all available at FanDuel Sportsbook. I also want to talk to all of you about another sponsor of today's episode of Locked On Utes in our friends at UCCU. Learn and earn the UCCU mobile banking app that pays your entire family to learn about money. Kids look to parents to become more financially literate. Parents, they don't always know the answers. Learn and earn breaks down financial topics into fun, bite-sized educational games like quizzes and trivia. Every time a family member completes a topic, they earn points that can occur and can be redeemed for gift cards, sort of like Amazon, Apple, Sephora, Walmart, Nike, and more. There is age-appropriate content for every member of the family who can compete against each other and track their progress on leaderboards. Learn and earn is inside the UCCU mobile banking app, so you can play it anytime, anywhere. The more you play, the more you learn. And the more you learn, the more you earn. Learn and earn, part of UCCU's award-winning Be Money Smart Youth Banking Program. Helping kids, teens, and parents have fun while becoming more financially literate together. UCCU, love where you all righty, coming back in this one. Before we talk about John Henry Daly coming coming to Utah to originally come into BYU, I just want to throw in one thing quick because I know I'm sure a lot of you will look and see that Utah, their overall ranking is 56 right now. Their composite ranking is 58 on 24-7 in terms of their recruiting class. They have 14 hard commits right now, and I think some people will look at that and be concerned. And there was a number of other players, by the way, in my quick uh, trans in my recruiting class rundown that I didn't get a chance to men mention. I think all of the guys, I mean, we talked about a guy like Luke Bryan already this week, right? So there's a number of these guys that I think will have a chance to come in and compete. That was just, it's hard to fit an entire recruiting class in eight minutes. And this is just one of those weeks where transfer portal, bowl game, recruiting, there's a lot going on. So I apologize for not giving all of you guys your shine in the recruiting class that's coming to Utah, but very excited to have you as part of this program. And definitely we'll be breaking down and talking about your games in the very near future. Real quick ranking rant on, you know, the recruiting class not being as high. I think some people look at that and be like, oh, is the program slipping like this or that? It's just, no, I don't, I don't care. 
I mean, Utah has literally said, Kyle Whittingham said, we're building our roster more through the transfer portal this year. Hence, you see that. Utah bringing in a John Henry Day like we're going to talk about. Utah already getting Ryan, the the tight end that we broke down his game yesterday on or earlier on Monday on the show. And that's not even they're not even going to stop there. And I'm not even talking about a Keenan Johnson who's coming to Utah now. There's so many guys, and we'll have to talk about Johnson's game more in depth too. But there are so many players that this Utah team still has to add through the transfer portal. And if you want to win right now, the best way to win right now is to win the transfer portal. You know who was winning recruiting classes? Texas A&M. Yes, was Georgia, Alabama, all these other ones also doing that? Yeah, no, they absolutely were. And they've won championships in part because of that. But I also am using that to illustrate, like, right now, if you're not one of the teams that's getting the best of the best players, your best option, rather than bringing guys in and being like, we're relying on developing freshmen and sophomore to start for us for sure, is to get guys who have played for two or three years, have that experience, and are ready to play right now. It's the best strategy to go. What did Oregon and Washington do? They brought in experienced veteran quarterbacks. Utah's brought in guys like Leovani Demuni have made an impact, and there's I mean, this guy could go on with several other players as Utah teams added through the transfer portal. Mamudia Bate helping this team get back to the Pac-12 championship game. So these are all guys who have contributed for Utah that transferred in. The transfer portal is key when it comes to competing for right now. Utah is going to continue to add a lot of talent through the transfer portal. So I'm not worried about the fact that their recruiting class ranks in the 50s right now when Kyle Whittingham literally said our focus is more so going to be on the transfer portal. And once again, none of you should be too concerned about that either because it means this team is more focused on winning now, which should get all of us excited. All righty, talking about something other than high school players, let's talk about John Henry Daly, the 225 defensive end, a 6'5 freshman who went to Lone Peak High School, originally committed to BYU, is now going to be coming to Utah. And this is a guy who is rated the number nine and this comes to us from the BYU Athletics website, was rated the number ninth recruit in the state of Utah by 24-7 sports in his class. He led Lone Peak's defense with 82 tackles, 22 sacks in 14 games. So he's a guy that can get after it at a high level. Obviously, he's not going to have 22 sacks while at Utah, but a guy capable of being a productive pass rusher with the size, strength, uh, arm length as well also is very important with the defensive end. The athleticism is there too. He's a guy that it's going to take time. I don't expect to see a ton of him this season. You know, we talked about we weren't sure how much Fano we were going to see last year. And who knows how much Fano we would have seen early on had Connor O'Toole been healthy. Because it sounds like him and Jonah Ellis would have gobbled up a lot of the starting reps. And, you know, Van Fillinger probably still would have been third than Fano because fans earned the trust of the coaching staff. And Fano at the time hadn't done that yet, even though Fano with his just, I mean, his speed off the edge, I think, is unmatched in terms of outside of maybe a Jonah Ellis, I'd say. And O'Toole's up there, too. But, like, that's why he... Bono was able to earn so much playing time once those guys went down. So he earned it. Uh, John Henry Daly, I don't know how much of him we'll see this coming year, although I will give talk a little bit more in a second while I think we could see uh, a little more of him than we initially might think. But it's another really good get for Utah, not only taking away from a rival, but a Big 12 opponent that you're going to see, but a productive pass rusher that, and that's a huge thing, right? If you want, when you're building a roster, to me, the most important things are going to continue to be the quarterback that can dice up a defense, then you want to protect him, then you want a guys who can get after the quarterback. John Henry Daly clearly did that at the high school level against some other really good high school offensive linemen who are playing at the collegiate level right now. Give him time to get back in the flow of things, and I think he's got the chance to be a really productive pass rusher for this Utah team. So once again, this is a really good get for Utah, able to steal him away from BYU, and he's a guy I expect to actually make some plays because I could have done – 
the and I, I I'm not saying I haven't done it before, but I could have done the big picture takeaway and led the episode with this. When you land a guy the caliber of John Henry Daly, doesn't that as much as I hate to admit it, I can't be the only one who goes like he doesn't seem like he'd want to come here and sit for a year. So does that mean he sees a path for playing time with Connor O'Toole, Van Fillinger, and Logan Fonawall back? The one guy up in the air still is Jonah Ellis. So does that mean Jonah Ellis is going to go off to the NFL? I've said before, I think that would make a lot of sense because Ellis has been so productive this past season. I feel like why not strike when the iron is hot in terms of your NFL stock? And I could very well see Jonah Ellis departing in moves like this would make more sense to me because I just, I don't know if he'll, John Henry Dale, I don't know if you come to a place where it's like, oh, I'm buried on the depth chart fourth, or excuse me, fifth for defensive ends, which is what he is right now. But that's where I could definitely see him uh, actually waiting a little bit. And, uh, or excuse me, I could see him coming in and being a backup this next year because of an Ellis's departure. And the other guy should remain in place there as well. But th there's going to continue to be a lot of this between Utah and BYU. I'm, I'm excited to see them continue to kind of go after it with these recruits, try to land the top in-state guys. This is a fun battle. And this is... Not, it's not like I'm doing this like, haha, in your face, BYU, we landed John Henry Dale. And I know I put that in the title. This is, I don't like do this to like rub it in their faces. This is more so to me, like, wow, tip of the cap to Utah. They were able to lure a good player away from one of their rivals in BYU. This is never going to be a place where I come on and just say, all BYU fans are this, all that. I don't like how toxic that part of the rivalry can get. I'm sure there will be a couple of you in my comments who, BYU fan-wise, that don't enjoy that I'm even bringing this up and talking about it, the aspect of Utah landing John, John Henry Daly. But I don't like all the toxic stuff, so this is, to me, more of a tip of the cap to Utah. The rivalry banter and stuff is fun, but their line does get crossed way too far between fans, in my opinion. So all I ask is you guys in the comments who do comment about this also try to keep it peaceful and civil because this is a good get for Utah. And guess what? BYU is going to continue to get some good in-state recruits as well. Now, if you're a subscriber to this show, you probably hope that Utah lands the better of those, and I, I do as well. So this is locked on Utes. I went to Utah. But I'm excited to see these two teams playing again, and it's rivalries like this, like John Henry Daly. Obviously, he'll get, and him and Fano will get more amped up to be playing BYU. BYU offensive linemen, when they see those guys lined up across them, like, hey, that was supposed to be my teammate. He left because he thinks that Utah is better than us. That's just what those offensive linemen obviously think, right? You use anything to motivate yourself, and that's going to get them amped up. So the game's going to be a lot of fun. But once again, a really nice get for Utah to land a player of John Henry Daly's caliber. All righty, moving off of him, I want to talk about Utah's bowl game prep, which is well underway, coming up on Saturday the 23rd when Utah will take on Northwestern in the Las Vegas Bowl. We're going to be diving into that a little bit deeper here momentarily. But first, I want to discuss with you guys one of the sponsors of today's show in our friends at LinkedIn Jobs. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right people for your professional and your team faster and for free. LinkedIn Town Solutions is super easy to use. There's a great quality pool of candidates out there who are ready to get to work for your company today. And LinkedIn, it's, just, it's not just another job board. They have a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many qualified candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. They just have a launch feature that helps you write the job description, making the process super quick and easy. You can post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. 
All righty, close us out with some Utah Bull game prep thoughts. I know, once again, signing day, transfer portal, recruiting classes, there's a lot of things going on right now. But what's also extremely important is making sure, if you're Utah, that you are ready for Saturday. And this is what Kyle Whittingham does, so we know this team is going to be ready for Saturday. And I'm excited to see them go out there and compete against Northwestern. It's the last live game for Utah we'll get to talk about till the 29th. And, you know, as we prepare for that game, Utah did put out their newest depth chart. And one thing to note looking over that is that uh, Tongai is going to be getting a start at left tackle when we're just doing our, once again, depth chart, key takeaways that I noticed. So Tongai gets to start left tackle with Spencer Fano taking over a right tackle. Caleb Lomu backing him up. So that 2023 recruiting class showing out strong right there. Uh, the interior is pretty much the same. Jaron Kump at left guard. That's not surprising. Something we very well thought could happen to Sugatraga and King, the tight ends. You know, okay, I will say this. Jaquindon Jackson being on the depth chart is very big to me. Guys can play in bowl games and then transfer. But I like the sign that Jaquindon is there. I am feeling, uh, just as the week goes on, the fact that, you know, when rumors get really hot and then you stop hearing things, I, sometimes I start to feel better about it. And that's where I'm starting to think that hopefully that was all just noise and Jaquindon will be saying um, Sydney and, B and Banasaur being the backup to Money Parks is the X receiver is exciting. And Banasaur is 6'5", 214. I mean, I'm... I'm a sucker for intangibles and traits like that. So I'd love to see him get on the field. And I've even, I've been up seen him warm up on the field. Like, and I bet that guy's impressive. I would like to see him in the game at some point, but I trust the coaches with those decisions. Uh, Luca Caldara is, or Caldera, or I'm sorry if I mispronounced that, but he's going to be getting the start as a Z receiver. Excited for him to earn more of an opportunity. He has yet a couple of catches throughout this season. As for the Utah front seven, really status quo for Utah. Nothing new really there. Teo Johnson playing, getting the start as the nickel back with Sniss Snowden backing up is interesting to me a little bit. Just because you saw reps with Teo at safety, and I expect to again in this game. But right now they do feel more comfortable with the Jonathan Hall back there. And uh, excited to see how Nate Ritchie does operating in this game too. So a few slight changes for Utah's depth chart and a great opportunity for these guys, especially the ones starting in the new position. Like go out there, have a great game. Put yourself in the driver's seat to be the starter in the position you're filling in for. If you go out there and dominate, Utah will still, a lot of these guys, Utah will still recruit a player in to challenge them, but they will not recruit. They will also know like, hey, you're going to, they'll tell those recruits, you're going to compete with this job because we think we have a good guy here in Jaron Cup. And they won't overreact to a situation, but they've been watching how these guys have been practicing, how they've been performing. And that's why I think it's an exciting opportunity for all of these guys to see how they're going to do in the bowl game in Las Vegas. Should be a fun atmosphere with a decent number of Utah fans, I'm sure, traveling out to watch Utah take on Northwestern as Utah looks to nab a bowl victory for the first time in a few seasons, as I know a lot of you like to make a note of in the comments. But a lot going on. As I mentioned, great day for Utah National Signing Day. We'll be back on tomorrow's show reacting to all the news that comes from National Signing Day. Also talking about previewing the bowl game a little bit more a lot going on ahead of the las vegas bowl national signing day and of course the transfer portal madness that continues to ensue and dominate the headlines in college football if you want to know how all that shakes out as it relates to utah make sure you stay with locked on utes continue to like subscribe we'll be looking at those comments as i mentioned have a great day everyone and we'll be back with you tomorrow